Hello, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey's The World. This is Chris Gethard. Happy to be your host, your curator, so to speak, of the overall project, even though today's episode is an episode of Voices of the Jug Handle, which is your voice, mouse curated by Carson Cop. How was that? Confusing? It's okay. You'll get it soon. Carson takes your voicemails that are all about New Jersey. He sets them to music. He makes you feel like you are hallucinating and you get to enjoy each other's opinions, thoughts, and questions on New Jersey. Of course, if you have any opinions, thoughts, questions regarding New Jersey, experiences in New Jersey or with New Jersey people, reactions to things we have talked about on the show, 973-780-4660. Leave us your voicemails. You might end up on a future episode of Jug Handle or some other show here at New Jersey is the world. Who knows? Gotta thank everybody who's been subscribing at the Patreon. Patrons know last week, a, a watershed moment, we debuted New Jersey, the role-playing game. It was incredible. You gotta sign up at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. This thing is just gonna keep rolling. We met our characters uh, Jimmy Zubel, a 16-year-old boy who's a good kid from a bad family, just needs someone to believe in him, whose mentor uh, got run over by the NJ Munchmobile. We had Shihan, he owns a karate studio in Nutley and sells Gi Cavaricis. We had Falcor, who was an orphan raised in a cement plant on Route 21 in Newark, and the botch who uh, he got, he once got arrested trying to make love to that golden turkey statue in the Paramus Park Mall. It's a good time. In the first episode, our characters tried to find a character named the Pine Baroness at the Hamilton Blueberry Festival, and a bunch of people died. And we named characters after $10 tier patrons, and Andrea Quinn, who's been a great friend and contributor to New Jersey in the world, uh, was named as the Pine Baroness. Baroness happened to be watching, sent the link. All of a sudden, Andrea's in there playing the game, role-playing as herself, Andrea Quinn, the Pine Baroness. So, yeah, we're doing some funky stuff on the Patreon. It's funny. It's 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 interactive. We want you to be a part of it. And goddamn, did the first one make me laugh? So you better sign up before we do even more because uh, it's only gonna get weirder from here. Now enjoy Jug Handle. It's my favorite thing. I have so much love and appreciation for everybody who's been sending us their New Jersey themed voicemails at nine seven three seven eight zero four six six zero. Go ahead, get them in. In the meantime, enjoy voices from the Jug Handle. Yeah. Woof. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hello and welcome once again to the newest installment of a very silly thing we do, I do, we all do, here at New Jersey is the world called Voices from the Jug Handle. For the uninitiated, you guys call the home office here at New Jersey is the world at 973 780-4660 and we peel through them and I respond to the ones that we don't respond to on the Garden State Gagoots a maxi show with all the Wotown boys and Mr. Don Finelli a lot of dudes this month ladies I'm sorry in advance we literally took all of you and put you on this episode the rest Dudes. Dudes. As far as the eye can hear. Ah. What a month. I'm sorry. I've been gone for so long. Uh, I've wanted to get an episode out for a really long time, but uh, some life stuff has been happening. A lot of really, really bad stuff. 
and a lot of really, really good stuff. So I know I'm being uh, guided along by um, a very fortunate hand. So I'm going to try and keep that going. I'd like to thank the state of New Jersey for giving me inspiration to get me through. And I'd also like to thank the state of cannabinoid inebriation for making everything so much easier and reminding me, eh, this is all just kind of a game. So, good days and bad days. Speaking of good days, I spent the day today with a group of dudes, other dudes, you may know collectively as the Wotown Boys and their assorted loved ones. It was lovely. I had a uh, slice of pizza from a place called Nana's in uh, Florham Park, which delivered to where we were. And driving home, I thought that that was inexplicably strange because Florham Park was a healthy 20 minutes into my ride home on a highway. But good for Nana's. They should be shipping that Nana's pie around. And now I know more than likely why it's called Nana's. Now, I know what's on your mind, dear listener. Around about now, you're probably asking yourself, self, Was Carson drinking a beverage to wash down that delicious slice of pizza? And furthermore, self, if Carson was, was it a delicious, chilled diet Arnold Palmer tall boy can from the magnanimous Arizona Iced Tea Company? Self... You better goddamn believe that I was sipping on a that I was sipping on a diet Arnold Palmer. Oh boy, can from the magnanimous Arizona Iced Tea Company, who is not a sponsor of this show. Voices from the Jug Handle, a subsidiary of a greater network known as. New Jersey is the world. Now, dear listener, before we get down to brass tacks, as they say, I propose to you a bout of multiple choice based based on the information that you currently have about what I like and what I like to drink. Dear listener, There's a glass on the music stand where I keep my notes next to my microphone that I am currently using to speak intimately close to your ear, as you can hear. (laughs) In this glass, there's a liquid. Answers A through D. In that glass, is there A... Five ounces of Diet Arnold Palmer from Arizona. Are there seven ounces of Diet Arnold Palmer from Arizona? Are there three thousand ounces 
Diet Arnold Palmer from Arizona. Or two. The answers to these questions and more after the break. At this, the final episode. No. Then the most current episode of Voices from Le Jog Handel. from the Jug Handle, a subsidiary of New Jersey is the World. Unfortunately, all of our representatives are currently predisposed. Please leave your message after the tone. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey, uh, my name is Elise. Uh, I've been living all over Jersey for the past 10 years, so not, not native-born, but my husband is from West Orange, and he's too lazy to call in, so I, I'm calling in on his behalf. Um, his uniquely New Jersey field trip is that he went to a very conservative Jewish school, um, called, it was called Solomon Schechter. And apparently the best place to take a bunch of seventh graders, um, conservative Jewish seventh graders is to rehab for a field trip to inpatient rehab in Marlboro to, uh, I assume scare them against a life of drugs and alcohol. Don't know how well that worked. Um, but my husband's best friend got taken on a field trip to a rehab in Marlboro and um, got the surprise of their life when they were walking past, like, the the kitchen or there's some sort of, like, activity going on in the kitchen. And my husband went, oh, wow, that smells really good. And someone turned around and went, yeah, we're making cheeseburgers. And it was Jason Mews from, from Jay and Silent Bob in I think his like second or third stint in rehab in um in New Jersey. So uh you never you never know who you're gonna run into on a field trip. Alright, thanks. Hey New Jersey is the world. This is Aaron from Massachusetts, but I grew up in L Town, Livingston, right next door to the Woe. Nothing but great things to say about the kids I knew from West Orange. I'm about five years younger than you guys and it's a real trip hearing you talk about all the places I used to go to growing up. Uh, three things I wanted to mention when it comes to class trips. First, similar to your South Street Philly trip, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. It was either a middle school trip or a Hebrew school class trip. Shout out to Temple Emmanuel. Uh, we got dropped off right in South Street for a couple hours with, like you guys, absolutely no supervision, which is ridiculous. Uh, I was getting into heavy metal at the time and somehow wandered into the old Relapse Records brick-and-mortar store and bought my very first Slayer CD there. So that was a great trip. Uh, second, I cannot believe you guys didn't talk about the Liberty Science Center, which is like the holy grail of class trips. Uh, the touch tunnel there was legendary. You could probably do a whole episode on the Liberty Science Center. And third, when are you guys going to do an episode about malls? I was a teenage mall rat like every proper Jersey boy and would love to hear you guys cover that essential part of being from New Jersey. Uh, love the show. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. 
Hey, what's up, New Jersey? The world is Angelo. Grew up in Tom's River, living in Long Branch now, Jersey Shore guy through and through. Love the Jersey Shore episode. Uh, my crowning achievement at the Jersey Shore was the summer I turned 30. I was in a wedding in Point Pleasant the same day one of my cousins at a college graduation party down in Seaside. So I went to the wedding in a rented tuxedo, uh, took a cab after the reception down to Seaside, hung out in Merge and Temps and Bamboo and Karma in a tuxedo all night, uh, ended up staying in Seaside. My mom had to pick me up the next day and drive me back to the tuxedo rental place to return the tuxedo. Uh, that was probably my best night in Seaside ever. Uh, I think my crowning achievement creatively also related to Seaside Heights. I did a dramatic reading of the Tommy Cheeseballs episode of MTV True Life with a bunch of comics from New Jersey and JRs in Seaside in the middle of winter. Uh, as you can imagine, that was just a great fun time for everybody involved. And then, man, I'm a pretty like cynical, not super sentimental guy, but after Hurricane Sandy, I was jogging up on the boardwalk and I saw all the rides that I grew up going on at Casino Pier just mangled uh, behind this chain link fence so you couldn't get in a mess with them. And it, it broke me down, man. Like I was just, I started like weeping while I was running because like I saw my entire childhood just on Casino Pier just, just beaten and battered by Sandy. But uh, yeah, man, we're resilient at the Jersey Shore. We made a comeback. There's some piers there now and some rides and Seaside's back where it was before. Not sure if that's a great thing or not, but that's it, man. It's Angelo Gingerelli. I love what you guys are doing. And uh, keep rolling, fellas. Bye-bye. Hey, Melissa Joy. I grew up in Leonardo, but I live in Aberdeen now. We went to the Bucks County Playhouse and would run around the town all afternoon afterwards. Yeah, a bunch of teenagers running around Bucks County. But did you ever have a class trip to the local jail? Yes. I went on a class trip not just once, but twice to a local jail, and they put you in the cell so that you can feel what it'd be like to be a prisoner. And that was my grammar school. Uh, Okay, thanks. You know, I have so much fun recording the intros that I forget that there are even calls. Elise, I never understood the psychology behind this plan of attack. First of all, the people in the rehab center are specifically not supposed to be turning the place into a house of horrors, a la Scared Straight, where they take all the local reprobates down to the town Bing. That is something the teenage Carson had little to nothing to do with. Probably. I can't see so far back on account of my glaucoma and Alzheimer's. But big ups to Mr. Muse for attempting to square it all up. He's had his battles publicly, which is the worst place to fight them. But that's Hollywood for you. Or Hollywood adjacent, I suppose? Is Jason Mewes famous? In New Jersey he is, damn it. And I don't even care much for Kevin Smith's body of work. Or his body in general. But we gotta hold each other up. So long as they aren't actual jackasses. Of which... Mr. J and Mr. Kevin most certainly are not. Thank you for the call, Allie. Aaron from Livingston. Livingston. At first, your call was met here at the home office of New Jersey is the World, located in West Orange, with extreme caution. For those keeping score at home, Livingston and West Orange, the place of my birth and current residence, are local rivals 
from God knows how far back. But your early extension of an olive branch has been met with hands happy to accept it from you. You fucking rich kid. Kidding. Kidding. Kinda. Liberty Science Center. Hell yeah. How could we have missed that on the show? Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the LSC the only modern museum in New Jersey? Aside from the aquarium in Camden and the Montclair Museum, I can't think of another museum that wasn't a dusty old house. George Washington once set a flaming bag of horse shit on the front steps of, only to bang on the brass knocker and run off, giddy, as a schoolgirl, like most of our so-called museums. I once called out George Washing Machine on a second or third grade trip when the guide asked the class en masse who was the first president of the United States. And when our teacher furiously yelled, who said that? Some kids snitched on me. That memory is stuck, and I'm not sure why. Malls. With your suggestion of the show topic, the office crystal ball began shaking uncontrollably and croaked slash yelled, Slayer! Stay tuned, neighbor. Aaron, thank you for the call. I love Livingston on the Real. Please keep the calls coming. Angelo. Angelo. Slow down, baby. We get paid by the hour down here at the home office. Now, in regards to your call, first, on a scale of 9 to 10, how trashed was that rented tux? I'm going to go with 12. Second, I'm going to need you to hit the DM section of the New Jersey is the World Instagram account so we can arrange a repeat performance and recording of the dramatic reading of the scripture according to Tommy Cheeseballs. For any and all listeners who are unfamiliar with the more recent Jersey media legend, hit the YouTube, and I'll wait for you to come back. You're welcome, youngsters. You're welcome. Tommy Cheeseballs is an odd duck. You're supposed to hate him. But Jesus, can you? I mean, I've never met the guy, but... Hmm... And yeah, um, when Sandy hit, uh, it hit us all pretty bad. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Our lights were out for two weeks uh, in the Ironbound. And by the 11th day, I found myself in a food line, like outside the, the supermarket, mumbling to myself. Um, fist wrapped in a uh, set of uh, brass knuckles in my jacket pocket and there was a man on a payphone against the wall of the Siagras with a giant pit bull on a chain that he was kind of just barely holding on to like kind of probably not talking on the phone and just getting off on uh, intimidating people that's where the uh, city was at after uh, 12 days of that Um, I lived off of uh, 30 bucks cash, Um, I stocked up on whiskey and smokes, and I read read, um, books by candlelight, ate a lot of black beans, and when the power came back on, a uh, cheer went up in the entire neighborhood. It sounded not only relieved and triumphant, 
but a lot like great timing. We were all low-key on the verge of murdering one another. Thanks for the call, Angelo. Melissa Joy. Most of my jail experience occurred after I'd gotten out of school. I was a late bloomer. What can I say? I will never understand the appeal of the jail trip, as mentioned earlier. The good kids aren't ever going to end up in there, whether they commit crimes or not. And the bad kids aren't ever going to change. It's just like the D.A.R.E. program. There are kids that are curious about it, and then there are those that couldn't care less. Then, the curious kids get a free education in narcotics from the same town cops that are going to be arresting them in a few years for having drugs on them. Does scared straight ever actually scare anyone straight? I can't think of a single instance. But that's just me. Thanks for the call, Melissa. Guys, hope you're all doing well. Uh, this, I'm Chris. I uh, was born in Tenton Falls, but grew up in Morris County, Schoolies Mountain to be exact, but just getting ready to dig into your field trips episode and was reminiscing about going to the uh, the programming episode of the uh, Edison Factory, not telling us about all the horrible shit he did, but pretending like he was a fucking genius and... Uh, the Crayola Factory was another one that I remember going to, but I specifically remember a field trip uh, going to. Uh, I was at the. I went to the to Long Valley Middle School, and they were taking us to the Bronx Zoo. And from the uh, windows of our rented Greyhound bus, we saw two homeless people fucking in a bus stop as we were stopped in traffic, and we were there for a good solid two minutes of that, and. Every set of eyes was basically trained on that horrible, life-changing moment. But uh, I thought you guys would appreciate. So take care. Love the show. Hey, Wotown. Hey, Carson. This is Steph from West Orange. I wanted to call in about the field trips episode since I'm from that town. Um, I honestly didn't go to most of the places that you guys talked about other than, like, the Paper Mail Playhouse. But honestly, like, we didn't go on a lot of field trips in high school. My most memorable one was the senior picnic, which is was insane because, um, you know how you you wear your senior jerseys at the senior picnic and everything, and everyone's happy to be a senior and all that stuff. Well, there was a huge fight that broke out at mine, and after that, West Orange was asked not to come back. So, thank you, class of 2013. Thanks. Bye. Hey, this is Rob from Sparta. Um, a couple episodes you talked about places where people kind of meet up to get up to no good. And yeah, I got talking to my brother, and we have these things. Uh, we had this place in Sparta called the Gravel Pit, which is basically like all the kid, you know, the teenagers are congregating. And, okay, if there's going to be a fight, you go over to the Gravel Pit. It was kind of known as the fight spot in town. And 
then I met my girlfriend who's from Livingston, and she talks about how the the Wawa on uh, New Road in Parsippany is a fight spot because it's just kind of where people go to cause trouble and look for shit to <laughs> to do. And I got to wondering if does every town have their own fight spot? You talked about it in the amusement parks episode, I think, where you know when the carnival came to West Orange, you come to the field next door, and that's kind of where all the everything would go down. And I just started thinking about all the kind of the, the local spots where, you know, you would just go if you don't have a fight or if it's like, you know, where you go to uh, just cause trouble, do drugs, have sex, whatever it may be. And I don't know if that's something you guys ever talk about or if you have a similar thing, but you definitely triggered some, some weird memories of the gravel pits up here. Thanks for everything. Great show. Hey, Chris, how are you? This is Ray. Uh, calling from Austin, Texas, but uh, Jersey native. Uh, born in Bloomfield, raised in uh, Tom River, and went to Rutgers. And uh, our paths may have crossed there. I graduated in '99, so I'm not quite sure if uh, if we never <laughs> we never crossed paths. Um, but I felt compelled to call. And usually, I don't do things like this, but I was listening to the Mafia episode, and you guys brought up the Belmont, uh, and it brought back good memories for me because a lot of my childhood uh, was at the Belmont during the day on a Saturday. Uh, when I spent weekends with my dad, it was kind of a uh, a regular uh, at the Belmont. Uh, basically, it's the Belmont's a trendy restaurant now for a lot of people to go to. It's been around for a billion years, um, but during the day, it's just a bar, and that's kind of how I experienced the Belmont when I was, you know, ten. Not entirely appropriate. In fact, I didn't eat dinner there until I was in my late twenties with my dad. Um, but my dad passed on, you know, uh, over a decade now, and uh, you guys talking about the Belmont just uh, raising cool memories for me. He used to show me in the ceiling where there were covered up bullet holes from mafia engagements from days past, and uh, it was like walking into a place that time forgot. You know, they still had a cash register from like 1952, and those cartoon statues of Dean Martin. I'm sure the guys, when they were talking about the Belmont, if they've ever been in there, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And so much as uh, my dad was so uh, popular with the guys there with Jimmy the bartender and everything that uh, when I was an actor in my early 20s, they put up my headshot on the wall. I think it's still there with a bunch of other Jersey residents who used to be in the entertainment business. So uh, I appreciate the show. Really enjoy it. Uh, but that Belmont uh, story really brought back some great memories. And uh, uh, if anybody from the Belmont listening, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everything you did for my dad for all those years and uh, just being good friends. So thanks a lot, Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. Thomas Edison was a ruthless bastard of a capitalist who helped build the archetype for all the devils who continue to run the world to this day. He was a man of genius who, like most men of genius past, present, and future, was a full-blown, callous madman. He'd fit right in nowadays with your Bezos, your Musks, without missing a step. The only thing that separates your Thomas Edisons from your folks fucking at a bus stop is opportunity. Super listener Steph from The Woe. Thank you for the call. You can't take people from West Orange anywhere, honestly. Collectively and across generations, we're like young Henry Chinaski's class in Bukowski's Ham on Rye, an inexplicably produced gang of ragtag working class young thumpers, albeit with hearts of gold, usually. 
In the words of GDP, there must be something in the water. I'm chalking it up to trace amounts of PCP down through the years. Or possibly chalk. Something about this town is deeply rooted in a funhouse mirror version of Norman Rockwell's America, but with a heaping portion of diversity. I've never gotten to the bottom of it, and I probably never will. I've always had an inkling that it's buried somewhere underneath Eagle Rock Lanes, a little bowling alley at the top of the mountain. We are always, always the loudest people in the room. But we know better than to swear, for the most part. Thanks for the call, Steph. Rob, from Sparta, the gravel pit, Wu-Tang forever. Uh, ask any of my uh, fellow Wotown compatriots, and they will tell you that the fight spots um, were the classrooms, the hallways, the grounds, the parking lots, and all the streets surrounding West Orange High School. The boys did a great job of detailing it on an episode. Uh, I was mainly playing guitar in my room in high school and fighting with my teacher in regards to not wanting to learn how to play scales. Joke's on me, listeners. Call in with your town fight spots, please. Like, that's... That's old school stuff. Oh, and the lovers' lanes and all of their attached stories. The follies of youth will never cease to amaze me. Ray, thank you for your call. Were you that kid that hung out while your old man was day drinking at the bar? If so, that's incredible. I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Big ups to the owners of the establishment putting your headshot up on the wall. It's that type of sweet support that makes a town a home. We need more of that in the world. It's very endearing. Thanks again, Ray. Nick, I uh, live in Rockway, New Jersey now, but I grew up in uh, Mount Olive, New Jersey, in western Morris County, and in Mount Olive, we had Waterloo Village, which was our place for field trips. Um, it was this kind of uh, colonial Williamsburg-type place. It was much smaller. It had this uh, Native American section, and we went there like every other year for history, or sometimes it was some science thing. We'd go to the farm there and stuff. Um, so I went there, I don't know, a bunch of times growing up as our, our field trip thing to go. But my most notor- or notable field trip there was in my senior year of high school. I was taking a photo class, and uh, the way it worked there is there were some buildings that you would go into and take part of that were, you know, the, the, there was a general store and um, a blacksmith. But um, one of the houses that were residential houses that you couldn't go into were actually owned privately by people who had to 
I guess, keep the outside looking original, but they can be inside. Um, so when I was a senior um, in high school taking my photo class, our teacher owned one of those houses, and so every year we would go to Waterloo Village um, to take pictures, allegedly. Um, but I'm pretty sure our photo teacher just would take us there and then go to his house and take a nap or something. I'm not 100% sure. We meet back at the bus at the end of the day. So for us in high school, we would go, we'd take like six pictures of, uh, you know, a mill or um, something like that or the blacksmith or some animals. Um, and then we just sat around and smoked a lot of weed. And then we got on the bus and went back to school for the end of the day. And that was it. Great field trip. Great, great New Jersey field trip. Um, scamming our parents into letting us go to a place that was 10 minutes from our house so our teacher could take a nap and we could smoke weed. Pretty great. Love the show, guys. Um, it's Taylor Ham and there is no Central Jersey. Those are my New Jersey takes. All right. Thanks, guys. What's up, Gethard and the crew? This is Eric, uh, currently in Montclair, originally from Tom's River. So I'm calling in response to your Jersey Shore episode, which I just listened to. I just have to say, uh, I love Barnacle Bill so much. In Ortley Beach, uh, it's where my mom used to bring us to the beach. We'd go to the beach, have a, a good time there, and then come off and play some mini golf. And I just have to say, there was never any axe. Um, Barnacle Bill, as we would call him, uh, was holding a golf club. And uh, I don't know, I guess a number of years ago it just went missing. Um, but, you know, just like the Barnacle Bill <laughs> up north who, uh, who was holding a carpet, I guess, in Jersey City, uh, this one was never where, uh, holding an axe. It was, it was a golf club. Uh, take it easy. Love the show. Uh, thanks. Bye. Hey, Chris. Uh, this is Chris. Uh, grew up on Cooley's Mountain. I uh, listened to the field trip episode, and it was fantastic, and took me back to all the places they drug us to. But in that mindset, well, I think you guys were talking about a uh, train track, the, 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 one of the, the scare films, but it made me think of another offset of school things that they put us through, and one of them was a movie called something called the the amazing cosmic awareness of Duffy Moon and I was wondering if it was just our particular school district school school district that um unleashed this terror of a movie on us I believe it had to do with self esteem but in it this character named Duffy Moon has these thought bubbles, so you can hear him thinking that I can, uh, you can do it, Duffy Moon, and it has like this weird psychedelic synth music. But it was a, the thing that, yeah, it was one of those things that we all said to each other as kids whenever we were fake chaining each other on, or even sometimes supporting each other. Just say like, you can do it, Duffy Moon, but it became part of our like dialect because of this movie that made us watch like I want to say like three or four times different years between elementary school and middle school but I was hoping since you guys grew up in North Jersey maybe it was a, a torture that you had to go through as well alright thanks bye hey guys keep up the good work it's Tom the Bomb from the road town uh, listen to the Memorial Day podcast and listen to the names that were on the Parker House VIP wait list and came to my 
attention that maybe you should do a podcast of nicknames for West Orange. Bonaduce, Gether, Mike D, Strange Cat, Tom the Bomb, C Minus, all these great nicknames and how you got them. Phenomenal. Keep up the good work, guys. Talk to you soon. Nick from Mount Olive, Waterloo Village. You know, ABBA actually wrote the song Waterloo about Waterloo Village. That is 100% bullshit. No comment on your Central Jersey take. My office, in the home office, proudly flies the Swiss flag. We're all from here. Arbitrary lines set on a map are a tool that the man uses to set us against each other so that we can't rise up and... Wait. So when we rise up and... What do we want, New Jersey? As New Jerseyans, what do we want? I guess we gotta work on that first. I'll get back to you. I can't believe you haven't put this together, Nick. Your teacher was back at his house getting high just like you jokers were. I mean, come on. Your photography teacher? Your photography teacher? Really? Here's one for you. You could tell how stoned he was by the aperture of his eyelids. Huh? 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 I'm waiting for you guys to get back from Google. Ah, see? Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Eric. Many a barnacle bill around this great state. The one in Newark has a hidden history, though. If you climb up with a ladder and look into the rolled carpet, there's a body of a snitch rolled up in it. Fun factoid. That's how we do it here in New Jersey. You hide the dead rat in plain sight. It's the last place the fuzz is ever going to go sniffing around. (laughs) Chris, the stuff they hoisted on us as kids was really awful. Like, really awful, wasn't it? Tom the Bomb. What's up, buddy? It has been a very long time. It's been too long. A time. Ladies and gents, this man makes a great point. Another topic. I propose to you another topic. Local characters, their nicknames. How? If you don't know, just make it up. joy from Leonardo. Let's try this again. So, when I was a senior in high school, I took my driver's test, and they dropped me off back at school. But I was too late for the attendance to count, so I was like, so can I go home then? And they said no. So I was stuck at the school, not getting any credit for being in school, so I hung out backstage in the theater the entire day instead of going to class. Um, And that's the Middletown Public School 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 system. Okay, anyway, thanks. Hey, this is Alice. Um, my husband 
last name is Keith. He grew up in the Ridgefields. And um, one time, this was probably 30 years ago, we were uh, taking a trip to the Jersey Shore, which I didn't know anything about, not having grown up in Jersey. But my husband picked out this little town south of Atlantic City, but it was fall, so it was off-season. So we go to this motel, and there's a quarter on the desk. There's nobody there, and they say, use this quarter to call, and we'll come back to the motel and hand you a room key. So we thought, well, okay, we put the quarter in the phone. Nobody answered. Quarter came back. We put the quarter back on the desk, went to eat dinner, came back to the motel. The quarter's gone. Nobody's still there. But there's all these keys behind the desk, and my husband says, I'm sure it's totally fine. We'll go ahead and just take one of the room keys, let ourselves into a room, pay when we leave in the morning. So we grab a room key, go take one of the motel rooms, come back the next morning, still nobody there. We went, okay, great. We had a night on the Jersey Shore for free. It was very weird. Okay, that was my story. Hey, gang. It's um, Andrea from South Jersey, and I can't believe I think this is the first time I'm calling the voicemail. Um, I haven't even finished the new episode, but I wanted to call in and, and weigh in on the uh, caramel v. caramel debate. And so, because I think I'm going to throw maybe a little wrench into things. Um, so, for I'm a Sherbert person all the way. I always have been. Uh, but I, I do say caramel, so I was with you. But the second you said, um, the second uh, Chris said, you don't say caramel apple, I do say caramel apple. So I say caramel, but I say caramel apple and caramel corn. Um, so I don't know what the what what that's about, but um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned um, that I happen to be from South Jersey, and I don't say water, I say water, but I do say water ice and water melon. So I don't know if it's something to do with uh, what are you compound words? I'm getting this teacher on y'all um, that that makes me do that, but I don't know. So I guess I say both. Um, is is what I'm gonna say. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I just wanted to contribute to the the data set or the data set uh, for this one. All right, bye bye. Hey, Chris, it's your old friend Jody. Uh, you already know I'm from Bergen County. Um, that's all I talk about. Anyway, it's caramel and sherbet. Um, I just had to tell you because you asked caramel, sherbet, Bergen County, Saddlebrook, Glenrock. Cool. Happy to help. Bye. This is Brian from uh, Red Bank via Union. Barnacle Bill had a putter. He did not have an axe. He had a putter. A golf putter. He held a putter. Oh, man, you guys. Hey, guys. Uh, This is CJ. Um, Originally, I was born in Rawway. I uh, grew up in Islin in uh, Middlesex County, Woodbridge Township. Um, I just got, uh, I'm actually on my way back from Asbury Park, the Asbury Park uh, Beer Festival, and I stopped at Klein's on the way home to, uh, to get some drunken clams and listen to the pollution episode of, uh, of your show. And, uh, oh my God, it's hilarious. I love this show so much. Um, what I wanted to bring up was... Um, Everyone on the show is so informed about New Jersey. You guys have, like, the best stories. I can relate to so much of what you're talking about.
talking about. Um, but I, I have this weird, like, suspicion. Like, Nick, what kind of accent do you have? Like, you have this accent that is kind of like a... I don't know what it is. It feels like Pittsburgh or, like, maybe Philadelphia or something. Uh, you kind of say down there. You say down there a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to doubt your New Jersey uh, credentials because, I mean, you seem definitely legit. But uh, I, I suspect maybe, I was, and I was thinking, I was like, maybe his parents are from, like, Pittsburgh or something or Baltimore. So he's got, like, a little, like, a little bit of that, but... I don't know if, if you could uh, if you could explain that on the show that would be that would be great. Um, and also, if you guys are going to go down and take a bucket out of the Passaic, uh, don't go to the Lindhurst Diner twice, man. The, the top diner is right down the street from there in East Newark, so uh, I would recommend you go down there and uh, get yourself some really. You go down there and get yourself some good food. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Love the show. Melissa Joy, again. From the Alpha, kind of, to the Omega, sort of. Marked absent on the day that you absolutely attended school. That sounds like a page out of the book of my life. It's a vibe that I'm quite familiar with in a roundabout way. Did you pass your driving test first try? I think I did. When we came to the stop sign in the course, a family of geese began to cross the road in front of the car. And I asked the instructor, do, do I wait or, or go around them? He clicked his pen without looking up from his clipboard and tapped the end of it on the window at the stop sign. I chuckled and said, oh, just kidding. Nervously. Yeah, sure, he said. Very bored. And told me to move around to the parallel parking obstacle. I wasn't going to run the geese over there was an instant where I was definitely like, do I, do I just kind of drive through them? It was one mother goose and four babies. My driving test. Alice, I have nothing to add to this call. It was seamless. Did you make the bed? I would have made the bed. It's like I was never there. Andrea. 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 If anyone gives you shit for your pronunciation, you give them this right back. Carson, or you can just bat it around and say Carson, Corson, Carson. Carson Cop at the home office speaks exactly like this down to the caramel, caramel apple split. That is a very weird one, and I had never thought about it until you mentioned it. Excellent sign-off also with the data data nod there at the end. I see you. Super listener Jody. Simple, direct, and moreover, correct. A perfect call. Brian from Red Bank. Also, his name was Robert Paulson. DJ, thank you for all the love. It means the world here at New Jersey is the world. Nick was born and raised in the greatest town of all time, West Orange, New Jersey. But in these uncertain times, I'm sure we can all agree 
as we're living through them in real time, conspiracies abound. Nick strikes me as a character from a noir pulp novel, a hard-nosed gumshoe with a heart of gold. And I think his speech patterns reflect that quite accurately. And hey, fadeaway bucket with the Topps Diner mention. I'm TikTok and Topps all day, baby. I like the way you tied the end together with the down there, as previously mentioned. Are you projecting, CJ? Are you from the PGH? Steel City? Well, are ya? <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for the call. That just about does it this month, ladies and germs. <laughs> he said germs instead of gentlemen. Ha! That's about all we got. Thank you so much. I would like to uh, just take a moment to dedicate this uh, show to um, my friend, uh, who died this week. Uh, her name was Olive. Uh, she was my cat of 16 years. And um, I was with her before she could walk. Um, I didn't adopt her. She was um, left <laughs> with me. And um, I decided to do what was right. And uh, I gave her a comfortable and loved life. Um, this is more for me for when I listen to this in 10 years, if I ever listen to this. And uh, I can say that, hey, this is the week that that happened. Um, I miss you, Ollie. And uh, wherever you are, uh, wait for me. All right. Uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, have a lovely week. And please um, remember, um, be kind to yourselves and be kind to one another. Thank you. again for calling Voices from the Jug Handle, a subsidiary of New Jersey is the World. Please feel free to reach out and leave a message at any time by calling our home office at 973-780-4660. Thank you and have a nice day.